Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are. Good morning. Uh, Wednesday, uh, getting toward the end of January in, the, in our uh, sequence here. So amazing, isn't it, how time it goes? It is. Yeah. And we've been moving through some beautiful things. Uh, if anybody is just now joining us, there's a there's a lot of good material that Rich has been um, teaching us on overcoming fear, worry, and anxiety. And I've loved the last few days in particular, just talking about possessing the promises and really stepping into his restoration and resolution. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, so we're uh, keep talking about this uh, process of possession, uh, possessing the promised land, uh, and that is that. Uh, the way that God resolves things is remember it's always by faith uh, without faith it's impossible to please him uh, that uh, it's stepping into that spiritual place where he has to speak things uh, to fulfill them so it's not a it's not a natural way that we live in terms of well let me figure this out right um, and uh, I can see cause and effect, and if I could just address the cause or uh, come up with a good solution, isn't this a good idea, um, then it could be resolved. And most believers <clears throat> have lived their life really with the burden on them. Uh, I'm trying to be a good Christian. Uh, I'm trying to operate well. Uh, I pray. Uh, I, even go to, I even go to Bible study. Hey, God, would you? But our prayer list tends to be a wish list, what I call a wish list. Right. Uh, God, would you take care of this, take care of this, take care of this. And by the way, here's how I'd like you to do that. <laughs> right. And the tendency is to live by that little phrase that you hear people say, y'all do everything you can and let God do the rest. Right. Do your best and then let God do the rest. Right. And right. False yeah. theology. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And if, it, and if you can figure it out, then go ahead and good luck. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe God will take care of it later. But... Uh, uh, it's by faith, which means that uh, it's always about, I got an issue, uh, I have a decision to make, I have uh, something that isn't working, uh, something is broken, uh, my relationships are having trouble, or my business is having a problem, or my ministry has a problem, or uh, financially I got whacked with something. Uh, and he says, by faith, you're going to have to come and ask me. Uh, so that uh, as we're you know, talking about possession of the promised land, uh, the Israelites, you know, their problem was, remember, they were in slavery uh, to Egypt. Uh, and uh, he had said to Moses, uh, I'm going to fulfill releasing you from slavery, and you're going to be my, my spokesman. You and Aaron, uh, and I want you to you know believe it. And so uh, he said, "Well, how's that going to work?" Mm. He said, "Well, I'm going to give you supernatural power that is going to bring plagues against e Egypt. Uh, by the way, uh, Pharaoh's heart's going to get harder and harder, so he's not going to tend tend to say yes. But there'll be a moment where he'll say yes, uh, and." And then I'll, I'll do things supernaturally. So <clears throat> he does, and they bring some, bring some plagues against them. Um, and finally, you know, is, is, is uh, I'm going to kill the firstborn son, um, which, which God does. And he says, now you Israelites can be protected by what's called Passover. Uh, you put blood on the door, door stops, you, you, you doorstop uh, steps in the uh, frame. And um, well, the death, the angel of death will pass you over, uh, and you'll be free. Uh, and so they did. And, and so then Pharaoh said, "Okay, you can go." So they start going uh, to the Red Sea, uh, and Pharaoh, by the way, changes his mind. 
and says, oh, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have never let them go. Let's go after them and let's eliminate them all. Um, so now, uh, interesting enough, the Army is behind them uh, and the Red Sea is in front of them. And so they're, they're at this place, uh, what I call no man's land. Uh, they're they're in a place where they they can't there's nowhere to go if they go back they're gonna get killed if they go forward they got the sea right. and they can't go anywhere they can't see their way out of this they right. don't know what's gonna uh, and so happen. what what God does is he uh, basically uh, puts uh, a cloud uh, and uh, a storm in front of the Egyptians so they can't attack them uh, but God and and, and uh, Moses said, uh, what do we do? Uh, he says, well, do you believe that I'm going to supernaturally rescue you? And if you do, I want you to you know, uh, lift up your hands. By the way, they had to help him do that. And while you're lifting up your hands, uh, you'll get victory, and, and you'll see what I'm about ready to do. You'll see the victory that I'm about ready to give you. So, uh, okay, I believe that. Uh, so what happened is the Red Sea parted. Right. Uh, and not only did it part, but they had dry ground because it would be mucky and mushy, and they they would sink. Right. Uh, they got across, so two million people. So it took took a while. You know, probably took a couple of days, right? Uh, at least uh, to get through that. And so the Red Sea is parted. They go through on dry ground, and then as soon as they get across, the enemy is released from uh, being blocked. And they say, we're going to go after them. And so they go into where the Red Sea had parted. And then God has the Red Sea come upon them and kill, kill them all. Uh, right. And by the way, there, there has been some archaeological digs that have uh, evidently found uh, uh, chariot wheels in the, in the Red Sea. Uh, oh, wow. So it's really, it's really pretty cool that it was verified that it, was all, it all happened to be mm-hmm. true. So they crossed the Red Sea. Um, and now they're, they're what they're called saved. They're free. Uh, they're no longer in bondage. Uh, and, and God says, uh, and this would be the equivalent of salvation, that where you're no longer uh, trapped by the enemy, uh, right. you are now free to enjoy life with me. Well, uh, God says, let's cross, let's cross the Jordan and I'm going to have you possess, occupy, receive the promised land, Canaan, that um, I'm going to do all the work and give it to you. I'm going to defeat the enemy city by city by city. You go possess it. Uh, And by the way, it's a land of milk and honey, houses, great vineyards, cattle. Everything plentiful. Everything bountiful. And I'm going to defeat the enemy and you'll be at peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the Israelites... uh, uh, and they sent the 10 spies out, the 12 spies, two, two of them are Joshua and Caleb, and then uh, the 10. And they came back and said, these guys have never been defeated. They're too, way too strong for us. Right. There's no way we can do this. There's no way we can do this, and uh, we're not going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God said, yeah, I know it's not about you. It's about me. <laughs> and are you, are you telling me you're not willing to believe in faith what I have spoken. Right. By the way, look at what I, what I you, you remember what I just did? I, <laughs> I parted the Red Sea and, and took care of all the Egyptians. Uh, do you think I can't keep doing that? Right. And the answer was, no, we don't. Uh, so we're not willing to go. So they wandered around, said they wandered around. This is in uh, Hebrews 3, uh, 15 and 19. They wandered around for 40 years. God was angry at them for 40 years. Uh, and they never fulfilled receiving the resolution or the promise that God had had because they weren't willing to go by faith. They just occupied uh, life in the natural. And their, and their life was really miserable uh, because it was in the desert for 40, right. 40 years just wandering around basically doing nothing. Right. Uh, so it was really miserable. But God said, I can't, and this is what it says, you, I could not give you the promised land because of your unbelief, refusal to be persuaded that what God had to say was true. Right. Um, because it's by faith, not by sight. Uh, okay. So um, we've been reading verses in Deuteronomy. 
uh, Deuteronomy is uh, basically speaking to the children of uh, the ones that, that wandered around the wilderness and they all died outside, mm -hmm. outside of God's will. Uh, so now Moses is saying to the nation uh, of Israel that has now been uh, repopulated with right. kids. So this is the next generation, basically. The next generation that have been born Mm -hmm. in the wilderness so they don't even know Egypt right uh, they also don't know the promised land all they know is wandering around right um, and it's been kind of miserable for them mm -hmm. uh, and God says okay uh, I'm ready to take you now um, and and he says and this is cool <clears throat> by the way uh, uh, he says this to every one of us um, how about you and how about now? Right. How about you? And how about now? Uh, okay, I know your parents didn't go. They refused to go. And they, they lived life misery. misery. Uh, right. Nothing was resolved for them. How about you? Do you have a heart to let me resolve it for you and to give you the promised land and to walk by faith? And, we, and he keeps saying, possess what I'm about ready to do, and I, we're gonna displace greater things than you, and uh, yeah, I know I know it's difficult, but don't worry about it. Um, we will do it step by step by step, city by city by city. Listen and follow. Listen and follow, and believe and walk forward into what, I, what my promise is, you, and you have to go possess it. Uh, I want to just chime in real quick, this is, slightly off topic um, or off of what you're wanting to accomplish in this yet I feel prompted just to highlight what you just talked about there in the promise of as you step in the ability to each of us to break away from generational curse and generational um, strongholds mm. um, that exist in our lives and in our families because God I think so many times the world will tell you, well, that's what they came from. This is, this is, that was the lot you were given. And this is how you will always be. And what you just described there, this opportunity that he gives the, the children's, you know, the children of these who refused to be a new generation who chooses him, that opportunity is given to each one of us as an individual to break generational strongholds and to step into the fullness and the promises of what God has. Each and every one of us have that. We are not bound to what we came from. Right, right. Um, and I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, yeah. And let's, let's go ahead and talk about that a second. I think this is really important. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, <clears throat> when you think of generational stronghold, mm -hmm. um, it's patterns that have developed in a family um, mm -hmm. The way that you were raised, uh, and then you learned, right? Um, and then you tend to follow the same thing. Interesting, without even realizing you do it sometimes. No, and it's really interesting. You know? uh, and there's a, I think there's because of the nature, the sinful nature. Um, there's a mechanism that is true, and it's this: the <laughs> the harder you try on your own to break, eliminate, stop, change, the deeper it gets in you. Uh, so you see it happen all the time, and I hear this all the time. I'm never going to be like my mom. I'm never going to be like what they treated us. And guess what? They become exactly like right. them. Uh, and you hear the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying not to. And, and it's just similar to, you know, people that I work with. I, I work with a lot of executives. Um, and uh, I've got a few actually right now <clears throat> that are addicted to pornography. Mm -hmm. um, and as I, as I talk to them, okay, tell me, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Mm -hmm. Well, this is when it started. Uh, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried to stop it. I know I'm not supposed to. I don't even, I don't even like it per se, but yet I, keep, I still keep doing it. Um, right. And I know I'm not supposed to, and it's hampering my life and my marriage and, 
and uh, it's a problem. But I try, mm. I try, I try. And I said, yeah, the harder you tried, the deeper it got. Uh, and then you get to a point of resignation. Um, and there's, I can't get out of it. Uh, right. And, and, and you believe that's all there will ever be. And I believe that's yeah. it, particularly, particularly as you attribute it uh, and, and, uh, and you're suggesting that, well, uh, and there's a lot of discussion about this, well, that's part of my generational curse mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of stuck with it. Right. Um, and I don't want to do it that way. I'm gonna this is my lot, what was me? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't want to fall into uh, anger I don't want to fall into hostility. I don't want to fall into addiction. I don't want to fall into abuse. Um, I don't want to fall into, and I'm going to try to stop that. But the harder you try in the natural, the deeper it gets. Uh, and Psalm 103 actually talks about that, is that God said, <clears throat> you're going to have to let me restore uh, these deep, deep patterns in your life because you can't right. do it. Matter of fact, you're making it worse. So that generational curses, uh, first of all, it does become understandable. You can right. you can kind of say, yeah, man, uh, my family, boy, I'm, I'm, we're acting just like my family. Uh, we're acting right. just like my parents. Uh, um, I, I, I'm trying to stop being so angry, but I can't stop it. Uh, and... Uh, I guess it's a generational curse. Uh, and then, unfortunately, there's a whole movement of, well, I'm going to break that curse. And it's a, it's a uh, oh, I guess you would call it a ritual. Uh, okay, if you come and I'm going to pray over you and we're going to claim and we're going to break this curse. Uh, and um, we're praying it off. And we're gonna, you know, you, you spend time with me going through this process. We're praying off this curse and you're free. And people think, good. <laughs> right, they think that's it. <laughs> All right, hallelujah, I, I did it, they, they broke it. It's, it's uh, I prayed it off uh, and God says, well, um, it's not about praying it off, it's about letting me transform it. And you're going to have to walk with me into letting me uh, transform you by releasing the curse, but replacing it with my life right. that I have for you. And it's, it's more than just praying it off. It's abiding and walking into uh, him resolving this particular thing. Right. Uh, and literally restoring and renewing it to something better than it was before. Right. Uh, so that you're free. Mm -hmm. uh, if Christ makes you free, you'll be free indeed. Uh, but it takes an abiding. It takes a walking. If you if you abide in my word, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Uh, you have to receive it. So like when I'm working with people right now, particularly with, a, with uh, pornography, for example, <clears throat> it's like, okay, stop trying so hard. Um Let's let God get to the root of it, and then you abide with him and let him guide you, transform you, work you, spiritually uh, move you into healing. Let him heal you of this, and you'll, right. be, you'll be free of it, and God will resolve it. Uh, so that uh, as we look at generational curses, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, it says this in uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 8, uh, is um, one of the things to allow God to bring you freedom and restoration is he says, fear the Lord. This is in uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Fear the Lord. Hate evil. Uh, hate pride and arrogance. And then seek and follow and walk in God's wisdom. Right. Uh, and so to hate evil is to say, wait a minute, <clears throat> yeah, this, I can see, I can see the impact of the generational curse and it's not doing me any good. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm frustrated and uh, I'm upset all the time and things aren't working and I fall into these patterns. And he said, well, you need to say, 
we don't need to put up with this. Uh, the word evil there are things that annoy, frustrate, irritate, and, right. and cause you difficulty. And you just say, well, I don't need to put up with this. Um, I'm also going to hate pride and arrogance. Pride and arrogance is I'm going to stop trying to fix this, fix this myself. Right, exactly. Um, I'm going to just go and seek food with him and say to God, I understand about generational curse. Would you please heal me? And like you said, uh, reverse that curse, change that position, stop the pattern. Yes. And, and it's going to be new with me. Now, by the way, uh, because we're imperfect people, guess what? Uh, you'll have your own. <laughs> you'll have your own stuff that you're doing to your kids uh, that they'll need to do the same thing. Uh, of you know, I got to break that off and. And start anew, and then you know, let me process anew. But I can get freedom from this. So uh, right. it's it's when we're talking about God's resolution. It's no, you don't need to put up with that. At the same time, you can't fix it, right? And stop trying to, and and you can't even just pray it off. Uh, it's it's a deep seated part of what we call woundedness of your soul. Uh, that you've that God has to step in and reveal even to you some of what those wounds are so that you are then able to allow him to minister to them and to heal them right right um, and so it's a matter of heart uh, well first of all I don't need to I don't need to live this way any longer but I'm going to go to God and say God would you bring healing would you bring freedom would you get me through this so that this curse that I've been experiencing that I understand the source of it, doesn't impact me anymore and you really can transform me and the answer is yes right. yes I can so that a generational curse it's real uh, but it doesn't need to be followed or it doesn't need to be promoted or it doesn't need to be accepted but rather um, you know what um, I think God's asking me to to be the one to bring about his transformation Right. And, and the way to do it is let, let me just walk with him and let yeah. and let him do it uh, so that and I don't let him make me new. Let him make yeah. me new. Uh, and uh, and you'll see the difference. Uh, and by the way, he'll even show you how to uh, handle the generations that are still around you because uh, they're they're still in their pattern. Uh, right. And they actually want to promote the pattern amongst you and control you. And God says, well, I got to give you wisdom and insight as to set up the right boundary so that you can be free of that. You can still enjoy being around it, but you're not going to have them impact you anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, let me show you that. So uh, it's very, very deep. It's very, very profound. And, I, and I'm glad you brought this up because there's just a, a, a misunderstanding about it is either, I guess, I guess I got to just live with it or I'm going to just pray it off, and isn't that going to work? It's done, right. And now that doesn't work either. Uh, it needs to be uh, released, and then it needs to be uh, replaced with God's nature, his character, yes. and let me bring you freedom uh, with a heart of, yeah, i got a problem, and I would like you to resolve it. He said, great, let's go. You're ready. Let me resolve it for you. Uh, and I'll take you. I have. From, go ahead. I was just to say, I have a, a sweet friend who um, is Italian through and through. And so you know, when their family is together, um, they can be loud. They can be boisterous. They also can be angry. You know, they they know how to fight. Yeah. Um, but that is the, the environment that she grew up in. And then as a mom, she found herself very frustrated in the fact that she would react um, in anger so quickly mm. on things and really was like, I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and I just can't respond any differently. It's all I know. It's all I've learned. And instead of focusing on that, we shifted to, okay, let's talk about, you know, what's it like to abide and just, just learn his character, learn his love and, and receive it. And then let's just see how that affects everything else. And truly, if you could see her journey over the last two years of how much she has grown, she would tell you now, not only is she 
not that angry responder. And it's not that she tried to not be. She just began walking with Jesus. And the more she walked with him, the more she looked like him, the more she mm-hmm. sounded like him, right. the more she spoke like him, the more she responded like him. As she was abiding, those shackles just fell. Yeah. And um, those shackles just fell. And she was able to um, really be transformed. And now her family is watching her um, do the very same thing. Uh, they're like the extended families watching and they're in awe. Yes. And and they're beginning to ask questions. And you're, I think we're going to see God just move all the way through. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's uh, and so, you know, as we understand this, it's um, you don't need to live with generational curse, uh, but you can't fix it. Uh, and you can't just pray it off. It's just a matter of letting God transform you by abiding, letting him work with you spiritually to transform your heart and heal the woundedness uh, right. that, that we have. And uh, and the key is that we have a heart to go. Um, uh, and as we you know looked at the generation uh, that uh, Moses was speaking to, is that, well, how about you and how about now? Do you do you want to do a different thing? Right. Um, and and they said, yeah, yeah, we do. And actually, let's, let's look at that, of, of how that works. So go to Joshua 1, uh, verses 10 to uh, 18. Joshua 1, 10 to 18. Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you were to pass over this Jordan to go into to go in and to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you, then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of your Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan beyond, uh, toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Yeah. So um, uh, he's already said to Joshua, uh, you know, get ready to go. Um uh, Remember to meditate on my word day and night. Uh, be strong and courageous. Uh, you, you're going to get great prosperous. Uh, you follow me uh, and, and follow um, you know, how I want to go. Uh, and Joshua said, okay. Then he says, tell everybody now, are you willing to go? Uh, ask them, get ready, and are you willing to go? Uh, and so he does. And in verse 16, what was their response? And they answered, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, think about their parents. Mm-hmm. What their parents say? Their parents chose not to. Yeah. We're not willing. Yeah. No, we are not willing to go where you send us. We're not willing right. to go. We're not willing to be persuaded that what you have to say was true. But this generation uh, says, we'll send us, we'll go. (laughs) Whatever you tell us and wherever you send us, Mm -hmm. uh, we're surrendering our thought to your thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, why? Well, I'm taking you to the promised land. I'm going to resolve your issue. You don't need to wander around. Uh, living in mediocrity, living in right. difficulty, living in struggle uh, with no joy. I'm going to deliver to you the promised land. Uh, do you have a heart to go? Uh, yes. Wherever you send us, we'll go. Whatever you tell us, uh, we'll do. Uh, okay, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and then they add to it. And, then, and they said, by the way, 
if somebody doesn't obey, what are they going to do? Put them to death. Yeah, put them to death. <laughs> uh, now, we don't have to go to that extreme. <laughs> but, but the outcome uh, and the, the, uh, the, the uh, process is really what he's trying to get to here, is that mm-hmm. uh, what, do you want, what do you want around you? Okay, right. I, I got a problem. Mm. Um, God says, are you willing to go? And and uh, you say yes, but what do you want around you? You want people around you who are also willing to go. Yeah. Who are going to help strengthen and encourage your faith in the midst of that as well, to yeah. stay with what he's doing. Yeah, what and, he's and those that aren't, he says in a, in a sense, he says put them to death in the sense of, move them out of your circle mm-hmm. so that they're not impacting and you're struggling with following right. me because I need I need unity right with everybody is going to have to follow together right. and if somebody doesn't have a heart to do that then basically move them out of the way yeah uh, and that's not necessarily saying move them out of your life or anything else no. but move them out of that inner circle of people that you have that that help to keep you abiding, you yeah. know, and and are willing to go to the Father with you and look at what He has to say and obey. Okay, now think about why, why why does God need you to put Him out, of, get Him out of the way? Because that's going to be a constant distraction, for one thing, and and keep you from hearing with clarity. It's going to lead to confusion. It is an open door for the enemy to seed. Um, to, to throw seed into more confusion and not really knowing what's what's going on. And you want people willing to strictly hear from God. Yeah. Um, and um, what's required? See, it's, it's walking by faith mm-hmm. into what he's saying he will do. And then what's my instruction for me to follow you into that, right. to be obedient to that? Well, he says, um, I can't afford for you to be debating that mm-hmm. and letting people influence you to say, nah, uh, right. you should do it this way. Uh, because I need your full attention. Uh, God says, I need your attention by faith mm-hmm. to possess mm-hmm. the promise that I'm giving you, which by the way, means what? You heard what I said. Mm-hmm. You understand what I said. You have unity about what I said. And now when I say to you, I want you to do this step of obedience, you're willing to do it. And you're not debating with somebody around you who's, who's part of your inner circle. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. Uh, or no, let's go a different way. Or yeah, God said, but um, I'm not sure that's gonna work. Uh, so that, for example, uh, and we'll see this, uh, you know, uh, the first city that Joshua goes to is Jericho. Right. What did, what did God tell him? Very unique instructions there. To walk around seven times and then blow the trumpet yeah. and the city would be handed over. Yeah. And see, everybody, now remember, everybody had said, we're willing to go and follow you completely. And, and what mm-hmm. we don't read there, and this is in Josh, Joshua uh, chapter 7, <clears throat> we don't read, there was a great debate. Right. Uh, yeah, and you also don't read about a little pocket of people who ran off to do it on their own, right, their own right, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or no, we're not willing to do that. Um, there was no dissension. It was, mm-hmm. well, no, we believe, we heard, mm-hmm. we understand. We've already said yes. So if that's God's instruction, yeah, okay, we're in. Uh, let's go. Uh, and, and that's why this, this verse is so critical is God saying to you, well, what about you? Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know people around you haven't done this. I know, I know you got small groups that haven't done this. I know you got people at church that haven't done this. I know you got family members that haven't done this. How about, how about you? And how about now? Are you willing to listen? and follow and he's looking for an answer which is what verse 16 is all about is yep yep let's go I'm willing willing to go now now think about this Um, 
had they had they even understood this? Had they learned this? See, they haven't learned this. Right. They're just acting they, on faith. They've been given instruction. Remember Deuteronomy. We've been talking mm-hmm. all these verses in Deuteronomy. Listen to what I have to say. Follow what I have to say. Be obedient to what mm-hmm. I have to say. Take the words that I give you and and deepen them into you. Um, fear me. Walk with me. Cling to me. Uh, love me. Serve me. Be obedient to me. They're hearing all those stuff. But do they understand it? No. No. It's not going to happen until they actually execute it, implement it. With, okay, so the first test was Jericho. Right. Well, they could have said, uh, yeah, we said we're going to do that, but you know what? That but that's doesn't, hokey. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Wait a minute, Joshua, that doesn't make sense. What if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. And none of them said it. They said, no, okay, we're learning it. We're going to learn this. Um, and, and they did. They learned it. And they saw God fulfill by promise. If you do this, I'll do this. You'll see it. You'll possess it. And you'll, you'll take over Jericho. Right. Great. Okay, now there's a, a, this isn't one of the verses I gave you, but, but God wants me to help uh, explain this. Go to Joshua chapter 5. Uh, verses 13 to 15. This is a piece of of the truth about how this works. Uh, Joshua 5, 13 to 15. Go ahead and read that. Uh, uh, we didn't have that on our list, but uh, this is important for us to understand it. All right. It says, when Jesus was by, or sorry, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Yeah. Uh, So this is really a cool story about, uh, actually he encounters Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the of the aspect of worship, which we'll get into. Uh, so uh, we've we've read in chapter one. <clears throat> they said, "Let's go." Mm-hmm. Uh, he has them cross the Jordan. By the way, uh, supernaturally, right? The parting, the had to part. The sea had to part. Uh, this, the uh, uh, Jordan River had to part. It had to walk across uh, on dry ground. Uh, and get across, and they and they took the Ark of the Covenant in front of them, and and they believed it. Um, so they go across, and this this is really cool. Um, the first thing that God had him do were two things. One uh, was uh, uh, the covenant. Uh, they had stopped during that forty years circumcision. Right. Uh, so they stopped circumcising all the so all none of the males in the group right. now that all been born have not been circumcised. Right. Uh, why did they stop circumcising? Um, that was didn't they actually stop that and stop doing communion because what they needed to do these things were well the circumcision I think they also were just walking away from the covenant. Yeah, but because yeah. so the yeah. covenant you see the circumcision was a sign of the covenant. Yeah. So they just said well. We're not we're not receiving the covenant anymore because mm-hmm. uh, God said they could not enter the promised land because of their refusal to be persuaded right. of what God so had to say was true. So then they just stopped. So why bother? So they mm-hmm. they stop bothering. Uh, so uh, the first thing they do is God says, "Well, um, I'm going to reinsta- reestablish covenant." Do you remember <laughs> what what <laughs> I've said? I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Which, right. by the way, all of Deuteronomy is the depth of all that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. tremendous uh, reinforcement of the covenant. Uh, yes. So circumcise everybody. Uh, again, you you commit to receiving that sign, and are you are you in? Do you right. believe it? You know, yes. So they circumcise them. Uh, by the way, they took a week off. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, okay, let's rest up a little bit here, and uh, before we go to battle. Uh, the second thing was Passover. Uh, and again, uh, they did Passover one year of the 40, and then they didn't do it for 39. The reason is 
that the provision right. for the Passover, which was unleavened uh, bread and, and wine, was across that was the Jordan. The promised land, it was in the right? promised land. It was, it was <laughs> intended to just walk right in and start to and to have continue. those things. So yeah. they, they had a, a command every year do Passover. Well, they couldn't because mm-hmm. they didn't have the material to do it. Right. Because the provision was in the promised land. So uh, having crossed, and again, it wasn't even time for Passover because remember, there's a certain uh, sequence to it. Right. Joshua said, well, God said to Joshua, I want you to do Passover. Uh, remember again that I'm going to deliver you step by step by step. Right. Just like I did with Moses and, the, and, the, and your parents. Uh, so they, uh, they did uh, uh, Passover. So they circumcised in Passover. So they've already done that. Uh, now it comes to chapter 5. Uh, and Jesus shows up. Um, and Joshua sees the commander of the Lord's army and says, are you for me or for them? <laughs> and he says, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Not either. <laughs> uh, he says uh, emphatically, no. Because mm-hmm. uh, basically, again, how we, how we approach it, even Joshua, how he was approaching it was, um, yeah, I'm surrendered, but I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Are you for my plan? Or not? Or are you for my enemy's plan? Or are right. you for something else? Uh, and uh, the commander of the Lord's army, who happens to be Jesus, says, "No, uh, you just asked the wrong question. Uh, uh, you're on holy ground." And by the way, he's, that's why he's not an angel, or he's not even a man who's uh, highlighted as a leader, because the only ones that could ever be worshipped on holy ground was God. Right. Uh, and so mm. angel angels would never let them be worshipped. Uh, other men would never let, let you be worshipping them. So mm-hmm. he said, yeah, you got to worship me. You know, take your sandals off and worship me because you're on holy ground. Okay. And then Joshua says, um, sorry, I know I just asked the wrong question. Mm-hmm. And instead of me saying, are you for my plan or not, he says, what do you have to say to your servant? In other words, I'm your servant. Right. <clears throat> I'm your servant. And now what do you have to say to me about your instruction of, of you giving me a promise and then you guiding me with, with steps of obedience? What do you have to say to me? And Jesus said, you get it. You, you understand it. Uh, that's it. If you're going to follow me into my resolution, he said, "Are you are you going to ask me? Am I am I for your plan or not?" Versus, <laughs> why don't you just are say, you "What, ask what do you have to say about this yeah. at this point?" And don't presume anything. Just say, "What have you got to say to me?" And then I'll follow you because I'm going to be your servant. I'm going to surrender my will to yours. Why? Well, you know best and then better. You can overcome. You're mightier than the enemy. Uh, you can fulfill the promise. Um, I'm going to just follow you. And, and, he, and he got it. Uh, so he, uh, he said, I'm going to function that way. Uh, instead of me coming up with my own plan, I'm going to say, what do you got to say? Okay, so the first city is Jericho. What do you got to say? March around the city seven times. Uh, blow the trumpet, the walls will fall in, you go in and, and capture the enemy, uh, and you take over Jericho and occupy it. Okay. Uh, he does. And by the way, he says in that instruction, don't take anything. I don't want you to take anything for yourself. Uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll, I'll give you plenty of provision, but it, on this particular instruction, do not, right. take, do not take their stuff for yourself into your own stuff. Uh, there's a few things that I want you to do uh, to have for your uh, worship, but not not personally. Okay, the next city, which is in chapter uh, uh, seven and eight, uh, is uh, Ai, and Ai uh, was a small town, and Joshua, uh, his men to him say, "Yeah, this will be easy. Uh, we'll just go down there and attack them, no problem." Okay, go ahead, just take a few thousand men. 
uh, defeat him, let me know, and then we'll take care of it. Well, they go down there, they get routed, uh, and uh, they lose. And so they come back, and they said, we got beat, um, and we were unsuccessful. And Joshua, <laughs> uh, he goes to where we always go. Right. He says, hey, I thought you said you're going to deliver the promised land. We just right. got beat. It looks like we should have stayed in Egypt. Interesting enough. I guess, I guess we made a mistake. Funny how quickly we can go you to know, that too, we, right? <laughs> you know, I, I guess we should we should have gone back to Egypt and boy, we just made a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. And I thought you said, and I guess it ain't gonna happen. And mm -hmm. we're, we're toast. Uh, and God says, well, son, uh, a couple things. Uh, remember just a week or two ago, you met Jesus. Uh, what did what did he Jesus, taught you this question to ask? What did, what, did, what did Jesus say to you? You're supposed to say what? Uh, what do you have to what say? What do you have to say about this? Uh, you didn't ask me. Mm. You decided. Mm -hmm. And you not only did you say, "Are you for my plan?" You even forgot that step. Right. You just went and executed a plan. Right. Um, and you didn't ask me. So, uh, one, you made a mistake by not mm -hmm. asking me. Number two, had you asked me, I'd have told you you got sin in the camp. Remember what I told you? Don't take the stuff. Well, you got, right. you got people in your camp Somebody did. that took yeah. the stuff. We can't go any further until you clean that up. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I would have told you. And it would have saved you getting defeated. I would have just said, well, you got to clean that up, and then we'll go further. And Joshua said, okay, sorry, got it. Um, I understand. I forgot that question. <laughs> um, I'm going to come back to that. I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, and, and first of all, you're instructing me to clean this up, take care of this sin. Yep, take care of it, then I'll tell you what to do next. Okay, so he says, I'm going to be obedient to that, takes care of it. Uh, gets rid of the, the, the people that were uh, sinning and who covered it up. Um, and then he uh, has purity again because I've repented. Now, what do you got to say? Right. Go to AI. I'll defeat him. Do it this way. By the way, it's not going to be marching around seven times. Uh, I'm not doing that again. And that's important not to presume that just because God worked one way at one time, that that's also going to be his instruction for the next. That's right. Um, and then uh, let me uh, let me share share with you how to how to move maneuver um, and okay so he got it so he he understood having learned the lesson uh, and here's the cool thing about God is that because we failed which he did he didn't say okay that's it uh, you weren't perfect so you're out it's like uh, let me revisit <laughs> what's important. You're going to have to ask me my will. You're going to have to surrender to my will. You're going to have to be obedient. And um, if I'm telling you that you got sin in the camp or you got a problem that has to be resolved first, let's go take care of that before we can go forward um, and listen to what I have to tell you. Uh, and, and, of course, Joshua did. So that... Uh, as we possess his answers, uh, it's, it's, you know, starting with, well, what about you? Do you have a heart to go? Are you going to listen? Are you going to follow? And then do you understand the depth of that is don't ask me to support your plan. Right. Ask me what, what do I have to say about this? And guide, let me guide you through to resolution. And that's what, that's what you and I have learned. Uh, is Absolutely. I don't need I don't need to figure this out. I don't need to give God suggestions. Uh, well, here I, th <laughs> I think I think you ought to fix it this way. It's just be real pure. Well, what do you mm -hmm. got to say about this? Hey, I got COVID. What do you got to say about this? Okay, let me guide you into that. Let me mm -hmm. share with you next. Now what's next? Now what's next? And you start living life. See, without worry, fear, and anxiety, you live it with. Wow, this ought to be interesting. Uh, and I can hardly wait, and I'm going to discover 
what he has to say because he's going to resolve this issue and I can trust right. it. Right. So it's a beautiful thing. It absolutely is. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, pick this up again next week as we start heading toward our, our final statements about this whole area, and then we'll get into a different topic here in a week or so. But uh, we just really encourage everybody to really consider his statement, uh, as he said to the children uh, of the ones that had failed, is, well, what about you? And we're encouraging everybody to say, I'm willing to learn what it means to, to find out your resolution, your your way, to walk with you, to let you resolve it, and I'll trust you in that because it's a walk of faith. And so we just pray that you will really take that up. Um, we're we're going to have a guest uh, again tomorrow uh, that is... Uh, you guys will not want to miss this one. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be uh, fun uh, with uh, uh, Lillian and uh, uh, Silvano who are... From Brazil, I believe. Uh, yes, so, they are. Uh, they're they're going to explain to us some cool stuff for them. And Beautiful we'll, and inspirational and we, stories uh, from them too. We're moving then Friday into End Times Friday, where we're talking about uh, the millennium. So uh, it'll this is going to be a fun fun week. So we'll look forward to catching up again, starting again the next uh, Monday, Kathy. Sounds great. Thanks so much, and thank you for joining every joining us, everyone. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Like Rich said, you will not want to miss hearing. Um, Lillian and Sylvania's story. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. God is good. Yep, God is good. Okay, we'll see <laughs> Have you Have a soon. great day, everyone. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.